0: Hello UAE. This is the Two Fat Broker podcast. I am Ben, the fat broker from Abu Dhabi.
1: Barnaby, the fat broker from Dubai.
0: <laughs> you thought about saying Ben? I, I really want to. I want to be fat. This is not a comedy podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, damn you, protein low, high protein diets. <laughs> and uh, So anyway, today we're going to be talking about the future of real estate agents. you know. So, so um, this pandemic, we're in May, May 2020, this pandemic has called into question a lot of jobs. And there was a very interesting article in Arabian Business a couple of weeks ago called, I think it was called Bye Bye Broker, that quite a few brokers took offense Two took offence at one of those things. Two. Uh, we talked about the the, the future of, of real estate brokers and whether I guess we'd ever be needed again or whether we'd ever be needed in the in the same way again. What do you think, Barney? Is this uh, going to change the way we do business?
1: I, I I hope not. I've been doing this for twenty one years. Uh, it would be a real <laughs> shame for for all of my all of my expertise and hard work to go out the window. My short answer is no. I don't think I don't think you will ever not need a broker for a few reasons but I'm going to focus predominantly on virtual tours um, you know in, until we get to a stage with VR where you can you can literally port yourself into a house in a VR scenario and walk around it which I think we're not far off but you know I still think you're going to need that human interaction right now with Matterport and these other these other um uh, tech products, real tech, real tech products where you can, you can get on your laptop or your, your desktop and actually walk through the house in a virtual sense, but without a VR headset, I don't think they, they are a good enough substitute to physically be there. And you know, there's the age old adage of, of, you know, within the first 30 seconds, if you're going to buy a house or not, when you go into it, you don't get that vibe, that feeling from a VR headset.
0: Um, but hold on! Don't people buy real estate all the time without seeing it? When we talk about off-plan,
1: yes, but that's investment-grade stuff.
0: People but surely people buy off-plan to live in as well as to yes, invest. Yes, in.
1: they do, and that's but that's a very small proportion of all real estate is end-user off-plan. You think so? I think definitely.
0: Put put a, put a figure on it. So off-plan no, buyers. Off-plan buyers, what's your split end-users to to investment?
1: Well, I mean, sadly, off-plan, I I missed that boat and it was never something. I'm more of a purist. I like to to deal with people. Um, But I would say you're probably looking at about 70-30, investment versus end-users.
0: Total guess? Uh, Yes. Okay. I mean, uh, me, total guess, I'd say similar, even less probably. In Abu Dhabi. I would say it was an educated guess. not I mean, a total it, but, but it's exactly as you say. I think me personally, I feel uncomfortable buying a house for my family that I'd only seen pictures of. And yeah. I mean, because, I mean, they do do a bit of virtual reality now. Not a lot uh, for, for off-plan stuff. Um, but, but also you need to know the you You're looking at floor plans, yeah. You can't really see what your view is. You can't get a feel for the... For the finishings and the everybody
1: thing. knows f- photographer's license, you know. Yeah. And ultimately, you're just looking at a series of photos that have been strung together. And photographers are, God bless them, very, very good at making rooms feel bigger, making things feel more spacious. You know. And at the end of the day, if you're going to live somewhere, you you're going to go there and have a drive around the area to see whether you like the area. If you're in the area, why not see the house? You know. And and then when you get to the stage where you want to negotiate. A lot of negotiations that I've been part of where buyer and sellers sit together, they fall apart because you have ego, whereas, you know, and, and you have uh, lines drawn in the sand by individuals who have perceived um, thresholds that they won't cross. And, you know, from a broker's perspective, our, our job, our training teaches us how to let people understand the real value of what it is they're buying and selling and the things that matter and the things that are perceived to matter. You see what I mean?
0: You know, so yeah. when it
1: comes to the, to the negotiation aspect as well, y- you need an intermediary a lot of the
0: time. So, 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 well, we can almost talk about three separate things here. There is, will virtual viewings take over from brokers who are viewing? Could a buyer and seller negotiate a contract, you know, that was great, good for both of them? And then uh, the third one, which is escaping out of my, uh, out of my brain hole here, is um, the viewings, the negotiation. Okay, so it's maybe just those two then. Because, I mean, that's what a, what a broker does, right? And I guess then, you know, the paperwork and the convincing and all that kind of stuff as well. But also there's the, uh, the element
1: of expertise when I, when I deal with my clients is I go and meet them, I sit with them, I try and understand what it is that they want, and then I go to the market and I do that legwork for them. Now, obviously, me specialising in, in high net worth properties, the guys I deal with don't have the time to go onto property websites and portals and things like that, and they don't have the time to sift But they've through. got the
0: time, but it's not worth their while. Their time yeah, is better spent doing something else. Probably better, yeah. a better way and, I think, and I think that's a very interesting thing that we have in the UAE that we don't have in, 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 say, the West, is people have a lot more time here and they don't value their time as much as, you know... People in different conversations Euro, Euro, Europe and North America. Oh, so so people re- rely on a broker to do the legwork for them to a certain extent because yes. they could do it themselves in theory. Uh, probably not as well as a broker because they don't have that experience, but they could do it themselves. But their time's worth more to them. I also think from from as you the point you touched on, from an end user's perspective,
1: you want to have that that feel of something, but also. I actually think there's a space in the market for investment grade stuff, where literally you're looking at the numbers, you know, investment grade purchases are, I look at the numbers, I know the area vaguely, I know the view, and does it stack up for me, or look, I can stick on a pair of VR headsets and I can actually have a look around it, great, that helps my buying process. But a lot of people who buy studios and one beds, they don't need to go see it, they go, here's my my buying number, here are my additional numbers, here is my output, here's my ROI, Here's my return on equity. You know, bang, it's a good deal or it's not.
0: So if we if we encapsulate the bit where we're talking about physical viewings, you're going to say if it's your family home, you're going to want to see it, right? A video tour will help you or a down. 360, whatever. Yeah, will help you get a feel of it, but you want to go and see it before you finish. So yeah. brokers will usually have a part in that, and if you're an investor maybe that's gonna be enough for you. I've seen the video, you know, I'll buy it. Although, you know, to us investors still do that. So then if we say, okay, we agree on that, then what about that if you can do that and cut it down, then why do you need the broker? Why don't you then just go to the property owner? You've narrowed it down to like your top three, then why don't you just, you know, then have a connection to the owner and there's websites that do this for you where the owners list their property.
1: Purple Bricks. Uh,
0: okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you just call up the owner. I think Purple Bricks, they still use real estate agents. So I'm not sure they about do. that. They do. They use yeah. estate agents. You're so right. you just, so you call up the owner and you say, um, I've shortlisted your property as one-on-one dollar, so you kind of come out and have a look. Yeah. So yep. then, you know, will that bit of the broker, you know, get With the
1: owner, so, okay, so <clears throat> I'm a seller
0: and I have to
1: take photos of my property. Fine, I can get somebody to come along and do that for me. I've got to list it. Fine, I'll get someone to do that for me. I can potentially do it for myself. There's websites that will do that for you, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, do I then want to pay? Because these portals won't be free, and I'm assuming the seller will be the person that pays to do the marketing. So they'll pay for the photographer. They'll pay for um, for the write-up. They'll pay for the marketing. They'll probably pay on a monthly basis for a subscription. Sellers typically here don't want to pay anything. You know, And they're fortunate enough to not have to really pay transfer fees because they paid them when they bought. They don't often pay agency fees depending on the agreement you have. I don't think sellers here are going to want to pay but maybe I'm wrong.
0: Well, let's let's say the buyer pays. So let's say the, the there's a website that does all you this subscription. and it does all it for free and the, and then the buyer then signs up and then if the buyer buys they pay the website. I feel off. like
1: you and I might be doing a and A for somebody to set up a business here. So <laughs> let's have that. Let's have this conversation between the two of us. My those yeah, I
0: mean, those, my, uh, I mean those, those unequivocally exist and I got got sent a couple of them recently. And so, so what we're saying here is so let's say uh, sometimes people want to want to want to do the viewings. You could set up those viewings with the owner. Would the owner then see the value in doing that and? And, you know, if anyone has ever listed a car or anything for sale on Dubizzle, would they want to deal with the number of pillocks and uh, dipsticks calling up, wanting to come and look at their house? What with, is your last with, price? With no, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've listed it for 10 million, <clears throat> take four. Yeah. Would they want to deal with that? Or are they paying someone? Because I, I actually did pay someone to sell my car for me because I couldn't handle that That didn't it. go very well. Um, uh, to actually, you know, perform a screening process.
1: Yeah I mean it's horses for courses I mean you know uh, mm. I think going back to to the the VR route the matterport the you know these virtual uh, property constructs that you can walk around I think from a buyer's perspective it would actually be really good in terms of narrowing down what you want to see and you go, okay, fine, I've been in that one, I didn't really like the feel, but I'll go and have a look at it just to be sure. Or I've seen it on VR, I definitely want to come and have a look at it. So maybe from a broker's perspective, it would just mean we have less Zero return
0: viewings. Yeah, no, I think, and and what we're doing currently is we're as part as part of the coronavirus uh, adaptation is taking videos of every every unit we go and see, so we can send these to our clients and we share those videos so that we've got we've got yeah, that stock to so the our 21st clients.
1: Century, ben. Our clients can Jeez. narrow it down.
0: Well, we've taken pictures in the past, but never never videos. Okay. So now we're we trying should. to do that video. Well, ours is a little bit different to yours because you've only got you know let's say twenty or thirty listings. We've got eight or nine hundred, you know, because, <laughs> because we do a lot of leasing. Okay. Yes, That's far more data. than I want, but but, 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 but there you go. Yeah. Well, I mean, even in one building, if you take Etihad Towers as a great example, there's 800 units in that building, and they're all different, because it's a curved building. Mm. So your video for one is not going to be the same as your video for another. Gate Towers goes like that, you know, it's all, you know, it's all different. Like a reverse Weeble. Yeah, yeah. Look, I think I think over. there's a
1: space for it. I definitely do, and I think yeah, anybody who tells you there's, there, there there is there's no room for it in this market is kidding well, me.
0: So, so, so we've still got to break it down. So viewings we've done, we've spoken about that. What about the negotiation? What do you? What does a broker bring to the table in terms of negotiation that an owner couldn't do with a buyer and a seller? I
1: think. I think there is a degree of, uh, of trust and a degree of being able to open up to a broker who can manage a transaction knowing the full scope of information within it, buyers' motivations, sellers' motivations, that a buyer and seller wouldn't necessarily sit across from each other and divulge. So I, I think for, to have an intermediary in a transaction, we're able to understand people's drivers far better than than they would be able to, to having built a relationship with them far better than a buyer and seller would be able to commute over a conversation in a coffee shop somewhere. So I think you would probably find the ratio of transactions agreed with both happy buyer and happy seller are higher than if, if, if there's a broker in the middle.
0: Yeah, and also think, have you ever had this introduce the buyer and the seller and they've hated each other? Yes, and they. I have- had that when I bought my own house. Oh, and they we had, we had that recently, and they uh, I physically had to separate them because they were arguing so so badly. And it and it, no, you closed and, it, no, you and, closed and we still it. closed the transaction. But I've never spoken to two people so much in my whole life uh, to try and calm them down because buying is an incredibly and selling is not incredibly emotional. People think they're very rational, but they're very emotional. It's an incredible emotional process, and what you want is someone who's hopefully. Cold-eyed and steely-hearted in the middle to take the emotions out of it. That's you. That is. And do a deal. Yes. Other and people. Steely-eyed. Other people have emotions. <laughs> I just pretend to have them.
1: Yeah. No. I think you're right. Do I mean, I know. think that any negotiation is great with an intermediary. I, I, you know, and mm. I, think, I think you're right. You know, and as I said to you before, it's it's good for somebody to be able to. You know, people are, are hugely emotionally attached to their houses, and most of the time the number doesn't really even come into it. It's, you know, it's the feel of, uh, actually that's probably not true, the number does come into it, but it's it's being able to get them past their emotional attachment to the house and actually view the number because you're selling not just bricks and mortar, you're selling history, you're selling experiences, you're selling life moments that people have memories. had in that house, yeah. memories. Emotions. You know? And likewise, you're selling people's aspirate, or you're buying people's aspirations and dreams from the buyer's perspective, I'm emotionally invested in this house now. I want to buy it. I've m- emotionally moved in, you know, and it's it's imperative to have somebody who, as you can say, can separate fact from fiction in a negotiation.
0: Yeah, and uh, and, and some interesting psychological points. Like people people value loss twice as much as they value gain so they have more of an emotional reaction to losing 5 dirhams than gaining 5 dirhams mm. so you know you if you gain 10 dirhams you have the same emotional reaction as if you lose 5 people hate losing so when you're selling in a falling market when someone is selling something and they're getting less than what they paid for it that is incredibly difficult for them to overcome yeah. particularly if it's a family home and they've got memories and you know and and i guess you know you need some someone to professionally guide them through that,
1: so what we're talking here, about yeah, how great brokers are—we're are. like yeah, psychologists, are uh, mathematicians,
0: all rolled into one.
1: <laughs> yeah. So look, I, yeah, I think I think our role will be downplayed a little in terms of physically going out and seeing, doing viewings. But mm. I think you know our our role is fairly secure. for now.
0: Yeah. Maybe add more viewing. Add more value. In the negotiation uh, phase. Obviously in, in, in Abu Dhabi also you need a broker to conveyance. In in Dubai, I know that's not true, there's there's conveyance yeah. companies as well, but you need brokers to do all the paperwork and, and things like that in Abu Dhabi. I mean, you can do it yourself, but again, it's time consuming. And if you don't know, if you don't know how it's done, you can you can mess it up. Signing MOUs, you guys still have MOUs in Dubai or Form yeah, Fs. Form Fs. So we don't have those in Abu Dhabi, we've got a physical MOU, so if you're doing a, a a purchase in Abu Dhabi, you're going to make sure that your MOU, you know, makes sense, is watertight, and you're not going to lose your and deposit. who's going
1: to deal with whose bank? Who's going to hold the title deed in 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 Dubai? If you buy something with a mortgage, when the buyer clears the seller's mortgage, you then put a block on it, which means that the tra- the property can't be transferred uh, to anybody else. Uh, In Abu Dhabi, I know that's not the case, is that if a buyer clears a seller's mortgage, the title deed then just becomes available and you need the broker to hang on to it because until the transaction's finished.
0: I have a title deed in my safe right now and about four deposit checks. So, you know, we also serve that kind of function uh, in, in Abu Dhabi at least. So maybe our role will change. Hopefully oh, it'll get sure. easier on the terms of the viewings and things like that. It's consuming, time consuming a time-consuming bit. But, you know, hopefully we still provide a valuable service to people. If you don't is, that feel like the agent is
1: providing value,
0: you're dealing with the wrong agent. Then. Call us. Yeah, do it. All right, well, thank you very much. We've been two fat brokers. Very fat. Yes, we're still fat one day this will be two thin brokers but doesn't look like uh, I'm for looking the foreseeable forward to meeting future. them as well <laughs> <laughs> we are children uh, but anyway thank you very much for, for, for watching or listening to this and hopefully you'll join us on our next podcast be well take care mm-hmm.